This is the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Now, here's your host, Brandon Worth. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the West Michigan Sports Show presented by the United States Air Force. Brady Worth joining you here this fine afternoon. So glad you guys have tuned in on News Radio WBRN, 1460 AM, 96.5 FM, the home of local high school athletics as well as Fair State Athletics. Many of you might have listened to the Most Valuable Sports Podcast. So happy to bring that as well for all Bulldog fans out there with my co-host Joe Nag. You can check that out at 3 o'clock. Some of you might have already heard it. Some of you may have missed it. So make sure 3 to 4 o'clock Every Saturday, you have the local sports coverage in the area you don't want to miss out on. But we got great show plans in store for today. We'll get into the spring scoreboard as many seasons about to get underway. We'll cover at least the competitions that did take place. Of course, Mother Nature wreaking havoc, but we'll talk about that here in just a minute as well as we preview girls soccer. As many teams now have gotten their first slate of games underway, we'll give you the teams that are at the top of the table and some teams to watch out for this upcoming year as well to finish out the show full in depth. Breakdown of March Madness is I'll give my teams that overperformed underperform and some teams you're definitely going to want to bookmark for next year before we get into it of course want to thank the sponsors for this show of course the united states air force as the main primary sponsor and of course the other local sports supporters those include johnson's automotive repair quality car and truck repair schuberg insurance agency alter care big rapids parasales and auto service of big rapids and the macasa so career center as well as motor macasa so a transit authority thank you guys for making this show possible without further ado let's Let's get right in to the spring scoreboard as now spring season's getting into full swing or at least trying to, of course, Mother Nature has a couple tricks up her sleeve as we found out, unfortunately, this first week of April. A lot of cancellations, unfortunately, a lot of fields not prepped to play due to the intensity of the rain and as well as even wind damage as well from that tornado watch that we had here in the local area, especially in the Macosta County area and even parts of Nuevo and Kent County for a lot of these teams, uh, unfortunately getting the thick of it when it came to the wind as well as just all the thunderstorms that happen. So a couple games end up getting canceled due to field conditions as well as just really trying to get games in as well. Battling the sun and darkness as well here is a really a tough part and an, I think an overlooked part uh, in the early part of the spring schedule. So not a lot of games able to get in this week. However, a couple teams got their feet wet, got out on the field for the first time this year for some of them and some others still awaiting that first game uh, in com- competition here coming up for this spring 23 season season. Going back to April 4th, the start really of competition here this past week. A couple baseball games and softball games getting through and up in Reed City. The Coyotes beating Everett on the diamond in baseball 3-1 behind a good performance pitching from Noah Morgan and the Coyotes and Coach Granis looking to get back on a really successful campaign after reaching the regional final last year. They start off with a win against uh, US 10 rivals Everett. Could not quite get the second game in due to the element of darkness as well as the incoming weather that night, but able to get a secure first win for the Coyotes. Also, shout out to Xavier Allen, who made his commitment to Grand Rapids Community College for baseball, so congratulations to that. We'll be sure to have a full recruitment episode here coming up, so make sure you subscribe on all the platforms so you don't miss out on that. Over across the way on the same campus, Reed City and Everett faced off in softball, and for the Coyotes, unfortunately, home opener is a tough task when you face the state final 
analysts from a year ago in the Everett Wildcats. And they certainly showed why with a powerful offensive display, 15-0 and 11-1. An absolute dominant performance for Coach Brown's squad looking to try to get back to Michigan State once again for the state finals. Certainly was a goal for them after reaction last year and that whole experience. So they're trying to get back and they start off on the right foot with a good win over the Coyotes. Some other games in softball and baseball canceled, unfortunately. Chip Hills, Pine River canceled due to weather as well as Tri-County and Greenville not able to play against each other in a multitude of sports that was actually supposed to happen that day as well. But April 5th, a couple games on the schedule, including Vesterberg and Lakeview, who are set to square off in baseball and softball. Don't have scores there for you. We're not sure if that game was postponed or canceled due to weather or other circumstances, but if we find those, we'll certainly make sure to bring those up on the show, including also track and field, who got underway for the first time. Big Rapids, Chip Hills, and Shepard took part in a little bit of a tri-flex meet, you can call it, down in Remus. So a couple results there. Uh, Certainly just getting out and getting on the track for a lot of these teams was certainly just the goal all the way around and just getting to really find your mark uh, in competition in racing and certainly wasn't necessarily the highest participation meet, but for a lot of these coaches, just getting athletes out, getting out some good races, some good jumps, some good throws, and get that process moving as the bigger meets come back here earlier on uh, in the next couple weeks as well as, of course, the postseason coming up in the later part of the academic school year. Over down into April 6th was a lot of debuts here for some baseball teams as well. Big Rapids Cardinals and new coach JT Scarpelli got off on the right foot debut winner for coach Scarpelli 8 to 2 they beat the Cadillac Vikings at home in the earlier game the nightcap was eventually postponed after two innings due to darkness but certainly a good win and a good start off from the offense from the Cardinals eight runs in their opener and especially the dominance that they showed hitting the baseball was definitely a positive point for that big rapid squad as well as Greenview and Lakeview facing off in opening round of baseball. Now certainly definitely was a different kind of circumstances of course with uh, the oncoming darkness they ended up playing five inning games whereas Greenville got the win um, in game two and as opposed that Lakeview got the win in game number one so it was split there for the Wildcats at home as well as Reed City and Gaylord unfortunately canceled yesterday um, as we're recording this here on Friday. You'll be listening to this here on Saturday, always at 3.30. Make sure you pin that on WBRN as well. As girls soccer getting underway, Big Rapids with a win over Cadillac. 3-1 offensive victory for Coach Ray's squad, especially as we talked to him earlier. The win starting to, to pile up for this crew, especially now that really started off with a tough test right out of the gate, but now have won two in a row as well with that win over Ludington. So things on the right foot as well as for Reed City. A dominant performance from Carly Carlson. Four goals netted in a 6-3 victory over the Pirates of Hard High School. Big win for that program, especially on the rebuilding stages. And certainly just seeing that offense really from that team, especially on the road, is definitely a positive point that they can look forward to here as the CSAA season is now upon us. And the final game there on April 6th, Lakeview beating Greenville in girls soccer. 2-1 the final. The Wildcats notch a victory in non-league play. April 8th, that'll be this upcoming weekend here, and even possibly going on right now as you're listening to this, a lot of scheduled CSAA contests as well as the following Monday, but Saturday first, Coldwater Tournament 
for baseball will include the likings of a couple teams. The Reed City will be down there uh, to face off against each other as well as some other games overall. Niles and Big Rapids are slated to face off that weekend as well as Central Montcalm going to Fowler and a couple of those games there in tournament play as well as softball will also be taking part in some of those cold water tournaments as well as Reed City and Ludington could be facing off as well pending on their schedule what they choose to go through uh, over that weekend but some other upcoming matchups as well on April 10th that we'll sure to bring coverage for you Nuego will be hosting the Holton Red Devils in baseball and that'll be the opener for those two teams in CSAA play um, I should say for Nuego Holton of course moving to the WMC last year so a non-league contest um, as well as Remus Chippewa Hills and Ithaca will face off as well in a doubleheader on the Diamond Grant will be playing against Carson City Crystal and girls soccer as well as Chip Hills will be traveling on the road to Mount Pleasant to face off against Sacred Heart and Batoski will be hosting Big Rapids a well-anticipated matchup between two top-notch programs in girls soccer as well as softball Nuego and Holton Remus Chippewa Hills and Ithaca We'll be taking part in a doubleheader upcoming on Monday. So that's the local scoreboard for you. Kind of finishing out, of course, with girls soccer, kind of previewing this upcoming season. It's certainly a big Rapids this season to lose for how well that they've played so far this year and especially off of last year's success. They come in really as the favorite and certainly for their offense as well as their overall fundamental play certainly is going to be the team that everybody will be trying to take down this year and obviously with their wins already this season and dominant scoring behind a couple individual players that have been really good the last couple years Julia Waltz one of them a real leader for Coach Ray's group as well as a couple uh, younger players that are showing a lot of upstart talent Hadley Fox one of them that also had his goal in that Cadillac game so you're certainly seeing um, the, the mix from that team and that's the consistency that they've showed year after year is being able to have that senior leadership and a lot of these really good players but being able to bring in the younger players and really just complement that whole scheme and continually have players that are always experienced on that team that's really what sent them apart overall uh, over these last couple seasons and it's certainly one that you can look back at and say they really built that program right and they're certainly the team to beat this year when it comes to the CSAA conference, but watch out for Nuego though. They were a team last year that really made some noise, finishing 8-1 and 1 on the year as well as 16 and 4 overall. They were a team that really showed a lot of promise and they gave teams around the league a lot that they could handle as well as Big Rapids as a whole in their only contest last year Nuego got a draw against Big Rapids or I should say earlier on in the season they did end up playing um, in uh, just after that CSAA tournament once again where uh, Big Cardinals got a one nothing win over the Lions but they'll be a team to certainly watch out for because they certainly have a lot of talent on that roster and certainly can play some great soccer and coach Matt Painter's done a great job with that program and we'll be looking to play spoiler this year against the top seed of Cardinals. Tri-County of course is a team that has showed consistent winning seasons over the last couple of years under coach Brian Campbell and there'll be a team of course that has the talent to beat a lot of these teams. There'll be certainly ones to watch here this upcoming year as well as some sleeper teams. Look out Grant and Reed City have been getting better over the last couple of years so there'll be teams certainly to watch out for here this upcoming season. That's going to do 
it for the spring soccer preview. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, March Madness Breakdown. I got teams you're going to watch out for next year. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the show. Kind of getting to the higher level of college sports. Getting into March Madness tournament in the books. I'll give my winners and losers as well. And some teams you might be booking to win next year that I don't think might. And some teams you're probably sleeping on that I will be definitely booking to make it next year. But certainly the ultimate winner in this year's tournament, the champion, UConn Huskies. What a team. What a season. Dominance, one of the most powerful performances in NCAA tournament history. Incredible, incredible performance from Coach Hurley's squad. The amount of just pure dominance, pure fundamental play was on display. And that's the reason they won this tournament. They were the hottest team really going into the tournament. A lot of hype coming in around the Huskies. And they certainly showed why after just absolutely slaying the dragon ahead of them. I mean, just looking at all the teams that they beat. Of course, a tough Miami team in that final four. San Diego State, of course, in the championship game, taking down a good Arkansas team as well as St. Mary's, Iona, all the way through as well as Gonzaga, a team that could really do some damage, and they took them out with ease. Absolute huge performance, almost a 30-point win over Coach Mark Few's squad. Definite shows how great this team was this year. Of course, the runners-up, San Diego State, also had a really good tournament. I mean, how about the Aztecs? taking out the arguably top team in the tournament in Alabama, as well as taking on a lot of tough teams on their road to success, especially down the stretch, including taking down what was probably the fan favorite to win the whole tournament in the ninth-seeded Owls of Florida Atlantic. I mean, you gotta you got to give credit to that that program for what coach Dusty May did and what they were able to do down the stretch, beating a lot of good teams to get to the final four. But certainly the Aztecs showed defensively why defense wins championships. It's a classic saying, and they definitely showed that with their regional crown from this last year. But there's no question about it that when you look at a lot of these teams, especially as well, throwing in Miami on the final four as well, you have to see that this year's tournament was pretty bonkers when it comes to just overall chaos. I mean, obviously we had another 16 over one, fairly Dickinson beating Purdue in the opening round. That enough was enough to make this tournament crazy. Then of course we had Arizona losing to Princeton. And then of course we had all of these high seeds in the final four and all of these top one seeds going down before even reaching the final four. And I think that in of itself is absolutely impressive um, for just the amount of depth we've had on this year's tournament. I think a lot of people, especially now as we're kind of looking at how this tournament went about and some things to kind of take note this year's tournament as well as last year's tournament, as well as a couple tournaments years prior are kind of showing the more and more of a history that now the fields are getting a lot tighter. And that's something that I think is very intriguing about March Madness, of course, because you want the 68 best teams in the entire U.S. at the collegiate level playing each other in this year's tournament, or in, I should say, every year's tournament. But this year's especially was the tightest range we've seen in a long, long while. That just shows you how much more competitive the college level is getting. And a lot of spread out overall, just talent across the board. I mean, you got some of the best players playing at some of these small caliber schools. And of course, NIL can be a big contributor of that. 
Coaches can be a big contributor of that. Just all this whole dynamic change in college basketball. It's not about being at the Blue Bloods anymore. It's not about being a one seed anymore. It's about being the best team in March. And I think that's what everybody wants to see when it comes to the tournament overall. But getting into some winners and losers here from this year's tournament, and then I'll make some predictions on some teams that'll do well and not do so well here early for next year. Uh, The obvious winner, UConn. Obviously, with their dominant tournament, their definite winner, the biggest winner that can show that it doesn't matter how you play in the regular season. Because this was a team that I know I was defending when they were losing six out of their last eight, nine games. They were in an absolute funk in the middle of the year, and then they turned it around quick, fast, in a hurry. And they certainly showed that the hottest team going into the tournament can be a legitimate team to be reckoned with in these tournaments overall. I think a loser in this tournament, probably the ultimate loser, to be honest are the Purdue Boilermakers. They had the player of the year in Zach Eady, Matt Painter. Really just could not figure out how to be able to avoid pressure against their guards. And that's what Fairleigh Dickinson did. Fairleigh Dickinson was one of the smallest teams in the tournament, stature-wise, height-wise, weight-wise. And they pushed Purdue around a lot. And Purdue's guards were frustrated, and that was a weakness of their team going into the tournament because they had relied on Edie so much. And I mean, obviously, the player of the year, why wouldn't you? And that ended up biting them in the butt at the end of the day. And that's a tough thing to go through as a number one seed, losing to Fairleigh Dickinson, a team that was not actually supposed to be in the tournament, but got the invite due to their conference champion being transitioning to D1. So they were they were able to get a spot, and look what they did with it. That was certainly uh, just to see how Coach Tobin Anderson really rallied that crew, getting two wins, of course, because they had to win over Texas Southern to get in, which, of course, is hard in of itself in being in the first four and being in that environment. Then taking down the one of the top teams in the nation with the best player in the nation. I mean, that he did a great job, and now he's going to do a great job with the Gales and Iona as he took that job. With Rick Patino leaving, of course, for St. John's. But they're certainly going to be the biggest loser Purdue is um, probably for this tournament just due to teams in the one seeds are expected to get to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. And they theoretically, of course, numerically speaking, analytically speaking, they should be a team that reaches the Final Four. They're one of the best four teams in the country. They should be there. And of course, they underperformed and got outplayed. And that's the reason they didn't even make it out of the round of 64. Another winner in my book, the Creighton Blue Jays. How about Creighton season they had this year? Now, this is a team that I know personally, I have been always skeptical of. Creighton is a team that always looks like a dominant team in the Big East. They're a sleeper team. And They always just find a way to play really, really good. Be that team everyone's, ooh, here they come. Like, I'm going to call this one. They're going to be good. And then more times than not, they underperform and they get knocked out early in the tournament. This was the year they turned it around and really got themselves in a good position, making it all the way to the Elite Eight where they eventually fell to San Diego State in a close-knit battle. I mean, that was a one-point game, if I remember correctly. And I think with, with Creighton, they just really found a way to really exploit defense's weaknesses and they found a way to get their high-powered offense involved. And I think that was one of the biggest things going in because we knew that Creighton was a very good team, especially offensively. And I think when you look at it, they were a team necessarily that you looked at 
you were saying, man, if they can just defend, if they can just be efficient on offense, they're going to be a very good team. And that's exactly what they did in the tournament. They did enough with their playmakers to make this run. And that's certainly been a long time coming for them. And they just proved that they're a very good basketball team. And I got to give them credit for the way that they played uh, in and of this tournament, because I think it's something that they really were looking at doing at one point during this last decade and they finally got to do it and it's always been one of those teams where like man if they could just go far and then they did this year so that's really good a loser I have in my book despite making it to the elite eight is the Gonzaga Bulldogs Gonzaga was a team came in as a three seed in this tournament we're in the top 10 almost the entirety of the year they end up finishing exactly 10th in the final AP poll but coach Mark Fuse team just cannot find a break when it comes to getting over the hump in these tournaments. They always get the job done. They get through the lower seeds. They find themselves past the Sweet 16, and then they just fritz up. I don't know what it is, but they over the last couple of years, I mean, Gonzaga has fell in consecutive tournaments almost, it seems like, an, annually, an annual occurrence that just cannot be broken. I mean, they've been in a position where they're one of the most dominant teams in the entire country. And of course, they obviously got to the final four into the national championship when they're losing to Baylor, uh, I believe a couple years ago. Uh, it was certainly like that year they knew they were going to go that far, but they still can't get over the hump to win a national championship. There's always another good team that ends up knocking them off. And that's something that just completely feels like they have the ability to win a national championship, but for some reason they cannot catch a break. And, and that's the biggest thing with Gonzaga is they just cannot seem to find that answer to get over the hump. And this year, especially they had a lot of talented players. I mean, Strother was incredible this tournament. I mean, he showed why he's the most dominant scorer probably Gonzaga's ever seen as far as points are concerned. I believe now he's the points leader. Uh, but I mean, you got to admit, they really underperformed this year. And that's something that they're going to have to really kind of look in the mirror and find out what they need to fix in order to win chip going in. Now the final couple seconds here, going into some teams you're going to watch, want to watch out for next year. I think that a team that you could probably see have a really big bounce back year. And I think can really make some noise this year. If you want me to be a little biased to their state, I think Michigan state's a really good team. If they can bring back Hauser, they can bring back Walker. They can bring back that whole crew again with Tom Izzo. I think they went through the growing pains this year, obviously with a couple guys going in and out. I think they could be a force to reckon with, and they could be a team that you should definitely be on final four watch next year. I believe Andy Katz has them. I believe sixth overall in the rankings already going into the next year. And I believe they finished off this year, if I remember correctly, uh, in the standings in the top 25, now 20 number exactly, um, there was a team that was not ranked really going into this year. So I think they could be a really good team. And I think they could definitely be a team that you can kind of look out for and be a little bit of a sleeper to say, hey, they might make it that far next year. And they're certainly a team that has shown that they can do that. So it's going to be very interesting to watch that. And a team that I think is going to be a little bit overlooked right now, and I've seen them in the rankings a couple times. They ranked in a number three on Andy Katz list. Uh, I believe they finished as a top 10 team or just outside, I should say a top 15 team in the AP poll that a lot of people are banking to win next year is Marquette. I don't know. Coach Shaka Smart has done the crazy, the impossible before. I think he can do it again, but I think it's going to be hard. And I think with that team's makeup, they got to be better defensively. And they have not shown that. And that's why they've gotten knocked out of a lot of these tournaments is they face a really good team fundamentally defensively. And that slows them down and they can't make up for it with their defense until that changes. 
they're going to probably continue their slump. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe on all the podcast platforms as well as stay tuned on News Radio WBRN, 1460 AM, 96.5 FM, as well as 107.7 FM. So you don't miss out on any shows coming up. Big thanks to our sponsors for making this show possible. Couldn't do it without their hard work and support of this show. Those include Johnson's Automotive Repair, Schuberg Insurance Agency, Alter Care Big Rapids, Quality Car and Truck Repair, Motive Macasa, so a transit authority, the Macasa Career Center, and Paris Auto Sales and Service of Big Rapids. Thank you for making this show possible. But until next week, signing off, Brandon Worth. You've been listening to the West Michigan Sports Show presented by the United States Air Force. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you.